I'd like to start our podcast today reviewing verse 8 in 1 John chapter 1. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Deception is a terrible way to live. I've talked to many people who have deceived their partners, their mate, and they sit in our house and they might say something and their partner or their mate would say, I I never knew that about you. I hate to be deceived by others and I certainly don't want to deceive myself. So if I don't admit that I have sin in my life, then I'm deceiving my own self and I don't even know myself. But the great thing is, we have a, a what we call the Christian's bar of soap. And that's the very next verse. I love this verse. There's so much in it, it's so rich. It says, if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let's tear that verse apart. The first word is, a, is very important because it says if, and that means we have a choice. You see, we can be a child of God and deceive ourselves. And God never forces us to confess our sins. But the word confess sometimes is misunderstood. It doesn't mean just to say, I did it. It means to agree with God that you're wrong for what you did. You see, all sin is wrong. And so you have to accept the responsibility for your wrong behavior. And it doesn't say ask him to forgive you. It just says if you agree with him that you are wrong, then he is faithful and just. And that's revealing the character of God You can depend on him and you can count on him to do two things for you. To forgive you, and that's good news. But how about to cleanse you? And what does it mean to be clean? It means the dirt is gone. And I've talked to many people that believe they're forgiven but have a hard time thinking they're cleansed because maybe they don't feel clean. And I always like to stress the fact that If you live by faith, you do not live by feelings. It doesn't matter how you feel. If you've agreed with God when you've been wrong, he has cleansed you. And then I think instead of confessing the same sin over and over, you just thank him that you're clean. And and the good news is he cleanses us from all unrighteousness. You see, if you agree with him, when you know you're wrong, he'll take care of everything else that you've done that's not been right. All the wrongs in your life. And I can promise you, if you start thanking him for doing that, you'll feel better. I find that to be thankful for what God's done for me is almost like a miracle. Because you can be feeling bad and When you start thanking him for who he is and what he's done in your life, it really changes everything. Now, in the next verse, we've already seen that if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. 
But in the verse 10, it says if we say that we have not sinned, we make God a liar. And his word is not in us. So two things happen if we don't agree with, with God about our sin. We're deceived and we make God a liar because he says all have sinned and fall short of the righteousness of God. There isn't a person that's ever been born that isn't a sinner. And then we go to chapter 2, and he says, My little children, these things I write unto you, that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. He is our lawyer, and that's what an advocate is. And at this present moment in time, he sits at the right hand of, the, of his Father, God, making intercession for us. And then the next verse, too, said he is the propitiation for our sins. And that means he took our sins on him. He had to die because God says the wages of sin is death. Wages is what is paid for work that you've done. And so what we get for sin is death. And there had to be a death to meet God's requirements. And Jesus died and took upon him all of our sin. And that's what the word propitiation means. And hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. You see, you just can't invite Jesus Christ to come into your life and live any way you want to and think that, that you're right with God. Our works never save us, but our works prove our salvation. Verse 4, he that keepeth he that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But, our favorite word, whoso keepeth his word in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also so to walk even as he walked. If our walk doesn't match our talk, we need to be quiet because we are a living gospel to a lot of people. They're watching us and they determine what they think about Christianity by what they see in us or how they see us live our life. And it's important, the impression we make on people you know, you would want to live your life so that people would say, I want what you have. And thereby we give God the glory for it. But whoso keepeth his word, in him is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. He that saith he abided in him ought himself also to walk as he walked. I'm sorry, I just reread that. But our walk is important. He said, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment which you had from the beginning. 
The old commandment is the word which you have heard from the beginning. A new commandment I write unto you, which thing is true in time and in you, because the darkness is past and the true light now shines. He that saith he is in the light and hateth his brother is in darkness even until now. When you walk in the light as he is in the light, you see the truth and you understand. Jesus said, a new commandment I give you, that you, you love others as much as I loved you. And we must remember that his love was unconditional. He didn't love us because we were so lovable. He loved us because he is perfect love. And when we walk in the light, we are to love others as he loved us. And our love for people does not need to be conditioned by their behavior. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light, and there is no occasion of stumbling in him. But he that hateth his brother is in darkness, and walks in darkness, and knows not where he goes, because the darkness has blinded his eyes. You have to be careful if you hate. Hate puts out the light, and you can't see where you're going, and you'll stumble and fall every time. He said, I write to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. I write to you, little children. I write to you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you, little children, because you have known the fathers. So he writes to three age groups, little children, young men, and fathers. And he writes to the little children to let them know their sins are forgiven. And that's the only thing you know. When you're a child in Christ, you don't know anything except your sins are forgiven. And then he said, I write to you fathers, you're older in the Lord because you have known him from the very beginning. And then to the young man, you've overcome the wicked one. He said, if I have written unto you fathers because you have known him that is from the beginning, I have written unto you, young men, because you're strong, and the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the wicked one. And then he says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. The lust of the flesh. Either the flesh is in control or the spirit is in control. And if you lust after the flesh, the flesh lusts after evil. And the lust of the eyes is that you just want everything you see. And pride 
Pride is, is so ugly in a Christian because we should know that everything we have is of God and from God. And nothing we have comes to us apart from that. If that's true, if everything I have and everything I know comes from God, what do I have to brag about? Nothing. Not one thing. And the world will pass away and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abides forever. It's your choice. Love the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, and all that passes away. But the doing the will of God lasts forever. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.